if you think of starting a conversation as a critical entry point into all relationships, it's probably a good idea to come up with a formula for it. Today, I'm going to share with you mine. Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Okay, in the previous episode, I talked about the first question that I've learned to ask about uh, in, in any conversation, which is, how are you feeling? Like, how are you doing? Something like that. And sorry, it's more, how are you doing? But you really got to feel the question. You actually have to care. People read fake all the time. So if you're not authentic, don't ask it. But if you are, and you genuinely want to know how they're doing, you got to ask it. It's better than saying, what's the weather? What's all this stuff? Uh, or talk about the football game or anything like that. It's better to just kind of come in there and genuinely care about them right out of the gate. You might need a little icebreaker. Sometimes I've talked about whatever's the hot topic, uh, but generally I always start uh, moving into the, the meaningful part of the conversation after just kind of saying, how are you doing? And maybe even making some bold observations, you know, today you just, you just look like you're having a great day or whatever it is, um, to acknowledge that you are acknowledging them as a person. This is even more important on a, on a platform like Zoom because you might actually get it wrong. What that does for you is it kind of puts your emotional intelligence in a bit of a uh, conflict with itself because you're sitting there misreading the person and then you're listening to talk in a different way. So by saying what you're observing, you look really excited today and it's like, ah, oh, no, I'm actually, you know, quite tired. And you're like, wow, Zoom just lied to me uh, somehow or my my virtual meeting just lied to me somehow. But um, on the flip side, if you say it and you're bang on, you've really connected. So it's a bit of a test. How close are you to understanding this individual? That's why I do it. I don't do it just to say, hey, how are you? How are you doing? Like. Well, let's move on. You know, it's actually legitimately, how are you doing? You know, last week was pretty tough. Da, 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 da. And you are pulling yourself into a, a relationship with that individual. That is so important. So many people say as a leader, that's not your job. I think that's absolutely bonkers. Your job is to come alongside people, even if it hurts. Eventually, by doing that, you'll build trust and your team will become more and more independent because they trust you. And they'll work with you and they'll give you more answers that you need to hear. It's so important as a leader to learn how to do that. So not only are you asking them how you're doing, you're testing your ability to read how they're doing. Sometimes, well, actually today, I, I was on several meetings with one individual or several conversations with one individual. And they just, today, they just look tired on, on the virtual platform. So I was like, you're looking tired. Are you all right? Like, is everything good? And she kept saying, you know, I'm actually not tired. So I wasn't reading her right through the virtual platform. And whereas if I was sitting face to face, I'd hope I'd be more accurate, but clearly I was kind of failing dismally. So that's the first one that you need to, or that I've, I've learned to do because it's helped me 
first, check how in tune I am with the person. Because if I make an assumption it's wrong, I got to be more careful. I've got to tune those, like tune up those skills. So I'm forcing myself to improve my own behavior by, by making a bold statement about how people are doing. The cool part is if you get better and better at it, it's a really good icebreaker for people. If you can start to really read them very well, it's an awesome icebreaker. So you're able to test that with people that you kind of know. Don't be bold if you don't know. Be, be cautious, but always test yourself. The second one is if you really care, they're going to know that you're caring and you're trying to connect with them. We're a community everywhere. People have to work together all over the place, and you want to make that as uh, nice as possible. That's the first part. Once you've kind of got a pulse on how the person's doing, tested whether you're reading it right, um, like kind of tested yourself through that process, the next phase that I move into is um, it depends on how well I know them, but I ask them on the flips, uh, on kind of up the same note, like how's your work going or how's your... How's your organization doing? Uh, you wouldn't believe if you really care about what they're saying in the first part, how much information they'll give you about how their organization's doing. I had somebody basically say that they were done and we were just in negotiations for a business uh, partnership and, and they were basically saying they were one foot out the door. Um, I've had people say all sorts of stuff because I've already connected to them. Your job as, as, uh, in any, any meeting is to get as much information as you can. That's necessary for you to make the best choices possible. You don't share these things with other people. Like if someone walks up to you and says, well, today, the person who kept t telling me that, or, or told me that they, they're not tired. Um, I don't go around and tell everybody that they're, they're tired, right? Like this person's anonymous in this episode, but I'm not going to go tell people if they were to respond and say, oh yeah, I am tired and this happened and this happened. I wouldn't go around and be like, Hey, did you hear, you know, cause you're breaching that trust. So you got to also show that you're maintaining confidentiality in those conversations. To be honest, that's actually been one of the biggest struggles with this podcast. I've really wanted to do it for a long time. So what I've tried to do is take current circumstances, um, log them, uh, I have pages of them and current ideas, and then I'm relating them to past situations where people, where I can be much more anonymous. Um, so that's actually been my approach because I don't want to breach the trust of anybody on my team. Now, the other, so after you've kind of got a good pulse on them, now you're asking about the organization. You will be surprised how much more and again, this is a measurement of how well you did the first phase by how much people share on the second. If they're like, oh, it's good, you probably screwed up on the first one. You have to learn how to read people. That's your job. At a glance, you need to know how they're doing, or at least you need to be bold enough to think you do and be able to do something about it. So the second phase is the business. Like, how is the organization doing? And what you're doing is shifting from personal into work. Learn what you can from that phase because your job is to make the best decision possible and you can't if you don't have information, whether it's, and if it's not a different organization, you ask, you know, how's your work going? How is your job doing? They'll answer a whole bunch of stuff. These check-ins only need to be a few minutes. They are not the whole conversation, but they're a way to introduce 
or work your way into a good, effective conversation. So next time you start a conversation, think about what formula works for you. Maybe this isn't your formula. That's fine. Uh, I'm just sharing uh, things that I've learned over the years that work for me. I, I love testing myself, testing whether I'm paying attention to it and connecting with people, right? I love how I do it. So that's why I'm sharing it. But you come up with your own formula and whatever you come up with, make sure that you are putting in a system where you have to test your emotional intelligence. You have to test your ability to read people. Uh, this became incredibly valuable. Two episodes ago, I talked about me uh, foolishly stepping in or re-stepping into a toxic relationship. The outcome was very predicted. Um, but because I have... I've learned to tune myself out of certain things and tune myself into other things. It became an expected outcome because uh, I, I'm not as attached to it as I used to be. So if you're constantly testing yourself, you're testing your ability to to make accurate um, statements in one-on-one -on -one conversations with individuals uh, and and figuring out how to say it in a way that if you're wrong, you're not burning any bridges and you're still caring about the person, all of those things, I would encourage you to add to your intro to any conversation. So instead of talking about the weather, or talking about something that's completely meaningless, or something that's very divisive, which I commonly do, um, and I'm, I'm always trying to stop myself from, start with a formula that will not only test your ability to read people, but also open up the conversation, prepare you to make the best decision possible for your organization, or whatever community you're working in. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from leading lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.